I'm Brian Seltzer, and this is The Scoop from the 76ers Podcast Network for Friday, April 23rd. This one looked like it was going to be trouble, felt like it was going to be trouble, and sure enough, trouble it was. Giannis crossing over at Tobias in the lane. Big, large step. Now the middle to the layup off the glass and good. Sixers need a timeout. It's 10-zip. And Milwaukee, whoa, man, oh, brother. The circumstances Thursday at Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee were less than ideal. The 76ers coming in on minimal rest after a hard-fought physical game the night before against Phoenix. The Bucks, meanwhile, were coming off back-to-back losses and had been stewing since Monday when they came up a point short in overtime to the Suns. Even with Tobias Harris and Seth Curry back, the Sixers were still shorthanded. No Ben Simmons and Furkan Korkmaz was sidelined as well. The Bucks, they were at full strength. And it showed early. Not only did Milwaukee race out to a 10-zip lead, the Bucks knocked down their first 10 shots. 76ers were trying to find some answers and desperately needed stops. Middleton down low, loses the handle, rolls between his legs, and it's picked up by Danny Green. Outlet down the court to Tobias. He's got a leg on everybody, and he jams the ball. And now Mike Budenholzer takes timeout. Still, Milwaukee was in total control. Its lead was 40-26 to after one. The margin was 17, 77, 60 at the half. The Bucks were shooting nearly 66% at the break. That was a season high. The Sixers managed to make some inroads in the third period, thanks to Tobias Harris. Harris making a move. Portis comes over. Connaughton there, but Harris puts it in. And Milwaukee takes time as the Sixers have cut the deficit to nine. Harris dropped a dozen in the third. He finished the night with 18 points on 8-for-16 shooting, plus six assists. It was his first action in over a week. Always happy to be back on the court, playing and doing what I love to do. So, you know, I I felt good out there tonight in terms of my health and and my knee and uh, what I was able to um, progress and do. Uh, Obviously, you know, we'll continue to find the right rhythm and timing and balance out there, but overall health-wise, I felt really good and that was a good sign for me and, um, you know, yeah, that was a a positive from, from today. Behind a flurry of threes from stretch big man Bobby Portis, Milwaukee ended the third on a 14-2 tear. They were pretty much in complete control the rest of the way. The Sixers got another productive showing from Tyrese Maxey with 11 points and 5 assists. It was his third straight game, scoring in double figures. Shake Milton netted 20 off the bench. Joel Embiid tacked on 24 points, 3 boards and 3 dimes on the second night of a back-to-back. We were going to watch his minutes tonight anyway. Joel played better than most of our guys. I just felt like we were late on everything. We were soft tonight defensively. They, that first quarter, they got every shot they wanted. Uh, we didn't put much resistance up. It was obvious that Doc Rivers thought the first quarter was the turning point. Afterwards, I asked Tom McGinnis if he agreed. That was the game, right? I mean, they came out and making those 10, 10 shots in a row. And as you said, and you know, we all kind of were aware of coming in, it was going to be difficult for the Sixers because of the back-to-back and the travel and the 6 o'clock start and whatnot. But, uh, boy, Milwaukee really looked good. And, you know, they looked they, you know, two years in a row. They had the best record in the East and, uh, you know, they're a little bit under the radar because of how the Sixers have played and Brooklyn with the big three and whatnot, but they're still really good. I'm not necessarily saying, Tom, the way that the Bucks shot the ball tonight 
things would have been different had the 76ers had Ben Simmons. Certainly defensively, particularly against a team the way Milwaukee is built, the Sixers missed that type of presence. But it brings up such an interesting dynamic that Milwaukee poses because, as you alluded to, in the early going of this game, at least scoring the basketball, it wasn't Giannis. It was some of these other guys, the role players on the Bucks, and some of the new pieces that Milwaukee's added, which to me, when you look out of maybe three or four weeks down the road, I mean, Milwaukee's going to be such a dangerous factor, I think. Oh, no doubt about it. You know, look, let's say by way of example, the Sixers do finish with the number one seed and Milwaukee stays. At, this is conceivably a second-round matchup. <laughs> to your point about Ben, without question, because of his size and strength and everything he brings to the table, you know, and you need that against Middleton and even against Drew and Giannis. But I thought, Joel, there were times when he was really good. He blocked Giannis. But early in the game, just kind of circling back, when he was guarding Lopez, he was outside, and that allowed them you know, a little bit more space, if you will, to attack the rim. Despite Thursday's disappointment, the Sixers will have another crack at Milwaukee pretty soon. The number one and number three seeds in the East collide again on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. I'm Brian Seltzer, and that was the scoop from the 76ers Podcast Network for Friday, April 23rd. A reminder that starting soon, this series will only be available on its own feed Search 76ers Scoop wherever you get your pods.